Today is January 22nd, 2024. The genocide in Gaza. That is our topic today. And as of January 22nd, 2024, more than 25,200 people have been slaughtered by the government of Israel in Gaza. Thousands more are under the rubble and presumed dead. More than 12,000 children have been killed. More than 60% of Gaza's housing units have been destroyed or damaged. 100% of students are unable to access education. And that includes 153 UN staff killed, at least 337 healthcare workers killed, 117 journalists killed. The numbers go up every single day. And the hopes of stopping this genocide lie directly in the hands of the ICJ. Yeah, I mean, let's jump right on in it, right? Like, thank God for South Africa, a nation that understood apartheid very well. A nation um, that understood that they were in charge of their own destiny. And I think the Palestinians, though they should not have to, are showing their resolve with the um, very harmful nature of the actions being taken against them. I'm not even talking about Israel yet. I'm talking about by um, our country, about the U.S. and and our failure to intervene and operate with a spirit of morality and basic human decency. Um, Joe Biden has failed to meet the moment, right? And so I think when I think about and hear those numbers, I recognize that this, if this were a majority Christian or a nation that had more proximity to whiteness, there wouldn't be a question about intervening just like we did in Ukraine, as we should have intervened in Ukraine. The loss of lives of innocent people is wrong, no matter who they are. And we are now at a place where the world is watching the hypocrisy of the U.S. government. Absolutely. And it should go without saying, but... We're here to say it anyways. Uh, The moral failure of the United States government, and it goes beyond Joe Biden. It goes all the way down the line. Members of Congress, local elected officials. We are the moral monster of the world right now. It, It falls on our backs. And as much as it's, you know, our, our quote unquote leaders that are failing right now, They're failing not only us as we're demanding their calls for a ceasefire, as we have been in the streets, we have been relentless in our calls for a ceasefire. They refuse. They're not just failing us. They're failing the people of Gaza, who on average, 250 people are slaughtered every single day. Two mothers every hour. It's... it's, It's putting it on us and it's making us a part of the slaughter as well. They are making us complicit in this genocide by using our tax dollars to fund it. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Just for the sake of shifting a little, I think it's important that we say to people what the International Court of Justice is, not to be confused with the International Criminal Court. The International Criminal Court... um, prosecutes individuals for war crimes. So like individual people, 
Um, the ICJ is also called the World Court, and it's the highest United Nations legal body that can adjudicate issues between member states. Um, it is comprised of 15 judges appointed for nine-year terms through elections at the UN General Assembly and the UN Security Council. Um, the court's rulings are binding and cannot be, cannot be appealed by member states. Um, but the UN Security Council has an obligation after those decisions are made to effectuate those decisions to ensure that um, the harm is not continuously perpetuated. And I think when we think about South Africa's case and their claims under the Genocide Convention, one would say that um, South Africa is well posed to make such claims of genocide and apartheid and the like. And so uh, what I think we're waiting on in the world right now um, to determine if Israel, who is a signatory of the 1948 Genocide Convention, is if they're going to accept, even if the ICJ says they are guilty of genocide. Yeah. Um, and I do want to mention as as a footnote here, as you're outlining the difference between the ICJ and the ICC and individuals getting getting a case brought against them, there is currently a case against the Biden administration in federal court in the United States that was brought forth in November. That case is Defense for Children International Palestine versus Biden. Um, and the U.S. government filed its motion to dismiss the case on January 12th. And then there was a secondary filing to keep the case going on the 16th. Um, and a hearing on the preliminary injunction will be held on the 26th of January in federal court. They are suing the Biden administration for their complicity in the genocide in Gaza, um, their funding and arming of Israel, and pivoting back. Sorry, but just wanted to add that as a note because there there are a lot of legal cases going on right now. But obviously, the ICJ is the largest one brought forth by South Africa that could potentially put a stop to the genocide um, with, the, with you know, the asterisk of if Israel decides to actually listen to the ICJ, which they have made very clear that they have no intentions of doing so. I mean, they, they, they don't listen to anyone, though. So so before I, I pivot to, to the ICJ specifically and the members of the court, I, I kind of want to offer the following. I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that in every interview I've seen, what I have witnessed is interviews that show to me that they're setting themselves up not to follow the ruling of the ICJ, as if the ICJ is stacked against them. Now, if the ICJ rules in their favor, they're going to be running around with banners, right? And saying, oh, look, we were innocent from the get-go. But if they are found guilty, if there are provisional measures adopted by the court to stop the genocide against Gaza, then you're going to hear everything from what we've been hearing recently, right? And we've talked about this in our lives. Anybody that doesn't agree are being claimed to be anti-Semitic. Um, and, and the question that I have asked time and time again, every time that I hear these arguments or witness these interviews is, then who can reasonably hold Israel accountable, the government of Israel accountable for their actions? Because they seem to suggest that nobody Nobody can hold them accountable, and every single person or body that attempts to is deemed to be anti-Semitic. And, and quite frankly, 
that's not the way the world worked. So I saw an interview and he said very clearly, listen, that's not the way courts work. If you don't get your way, then it's stacked against you. Either you're wrong or you're right. And you're a signatory to this genocide convention and to the ICJ. And so they need to say very clearly that they are going to follow international law. Now, we know that that's not going to happen because they haven't followed it and much of the other stuff. But to, to, to just hop over to the judges that sit on the ICJ, I said it's 15 and I'm going to go very quickly. Um, the president of the ICJ is from the U.S., um, the vice president of the ICJ is from Russia. Then there's other judges from China, France, Australia, Brazil, Germany, India, Jamaica, Japan, Lebanon, Morocco, Slo- Slovakia, Somalia, and Uganda. Um, I, I, you know, Jess, I just kind of want to get your thoughts on this because when the claim was made about this um genocide at the ICJ the president and several other senior Israeli officials started beating the drum calling it preposterous and blood libel um calling it anti-semitic and offensive uh to the holocaust what 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 would you say about that i'd say their actions are offensive to the holocaust i'd say their actions in gaza Ooh. right now in committing genocide against the palestinian people that is offensive to the Holocaust. Never again means never again for anybody, right? Or not. Nope. Or not. Or does that just mean never again for us? But we can do it for whatever we want to whoever we want. I think that's where Israel stands right now. I think it's hypocrisy at the highest level. And I think <laughs> Benjamin Netanyahu is a genocidal maniac. And he's proven that. And as we record this today, we're just hours behind, hours ago, I should say, uh, members of families of the hostages in Gaza stormed a meeting, a government meeting in Israel, demanding that they do more. Because just yesterday, on the 21st of January, Benjamin Netanyahu rejected Hamas's uh, offer to give all Everybody, every take all the hostages back. We need a permanent ceasefire. Just end this right now. And Netanyahu rejected that. So he's a genocidal maniac. I think they're all fucking hypocrites. Um, and I think for for the listeners who perhaps don't understand what the genocide convention is, I think it might be worth it to outline that for people as they're listening. Um Because what Israel is being charged with at the ICJ is they're being charged by South Africa as saying you are violating the Genocide Convention. The Genocide Convention is an international treaty that criminalizes genocide and obligates state parties to pursue the enforcement of its prohibition. This was signed into international law on December 9th, 1948. What was that following, Jamal? Following the Holocaust. Correct. And I would just like to lay out very specifically the definition of genocide as outlined by the International Criminal Court under the Genocide Convention, which is genocide means any of the following acts committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnical, racial, or religious group as such, killing members of the group causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group, 
deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part, imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group, and forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. South Africa outlined every one of those points with immense, immense detail and many, many, many examples of Israel violating every definition of genocide under the Genocide Convention. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the quotes from the South African Justice Minister, Ronaldo Lamola, he said, violence and destruction in Palestine and Israel did not begin on the 7th of October, 2023. The Palestinians have experienced systemic oppression and violence for the last 76 years. No armed attack on a state territory, no matter how serious, even an attack involving atrocity crimes can provide any justification for our defense to breaches to the genocide convention. And I think the thing that's super important there is what he's saying is just because Hamas and, you know, we disagree on the description of Hamas, but I I think that they are a terrorist organization. Um, I think notwithstanding that, no matter how you describe Hamas, it doesn't give you the right to commit genocide against the Palestinian people. And let's be clear, there's plenty of proof that Benjamin Netanyahu helped to fund Hamas. And that's how it's become what it's become. And so to now suggest or act as if they're innocent bystanders is just kind of disingenuous, particularly given the historical records and the historical facts that exist. I think the other thing that I saw um, in, in, in some of what South Africa was saying, they talked about the bombing of hospitals, the attack on civilians, the lack of sufficient aid being allowed to help. Um, they also brought out the um, an acronym, which I think is super important and something we're not thinking about because we're so focused on making sure that people stop dying. But WCNSF, which stands, stands for Wounded Child, No Surviving Family, those children will be orphans. Let's make no mistake, the mental and emotional toll being put upon the Palestinian people in this, morning, this, this moment is absolutely an atrocity, and it will plague the Palestinian people for years beyond this. Yeah. Um, that just made me really upset because as anybody who would be listening to this, maybe if you follow the so Forum page, you would know I've been covering Gaza. I've been covering Palestine. I've been covering the West Bank for years on the page. Uh, and a report that I shared earlier last year highlighted the emotional and mental state of children in Gaza specifically as just being something that we have never seen in this world before. Something that is just outside of the realm of possibility that we could ever imagine. Uh, 80% of children showed symptoms of emotional distress and about half of the children in this study reported having contemplated suicide, and three out of five children were self-harming. Four in five children reported that they were living with depression, grief, and fear. It's it's important to understand that about half of the population of Gaza is children. Half of the population. Yeah, I mean, listen. 
I, I, I said something the other day, and, and I will rely on this again. In saying everything that she said and hearing it and understanding that this started before October 7th, and, and make no mistake, from where I sit, harm is harm is harm. I don't believe in the killing of other human beings, period, hard stop. There's no negotiation for me. But I think pinning what South Africa says here is super important, right? Pinning that no matter what the reason, what the excuse, this stuff has been going on for years. One, largely before October 7th, for 70 plus years before October 7th. But even let's say hypothetically that both of us agreed that this was horrible. What South Africa said is, it is horrible. Okay, let's agree. Let's say it's horrible. It still doesn't excuse genocide. It's still a violation of the Genocide Convention. It still violates the law and it's still not acceptable. So I don't know how we're getting stuck in the media, nationally, internationally, on social media with this idea that, oh, but this horrible thing happened. No matter how we agree or disagree on that point, what South Africa said was well said. You still don't get to violate the Geneva, I mean, the Genocide Convention. And as my old grandmother would say, if I can't say it any better, would be two wrongs don't make a right. Even if you perceived that they did something wrong, you don't have a right to match that energy or, or cause harm to innocent people that had nothing to do, nothing to do with what happened on October 7th. And that's the sticking point that I'm hearing from a ton of people is that like, Whatever. You keep saying Hamas, but you're not killing Hamas. You can't prove to us that you're killing Hamas. Who you're killing is innocent women, children, and men in Gaza, destroying their property, destroying their homes, blowing up their universities, refusing them food, starving them to death, and then acting like the victim. Yeah. Not to mention they've decimated the healthcare system. So those who are... <laughs> it's... I. Um, it's very difficult to, it's very difficult to not censor myself because the things that I want to say, I, sh I shouldn't say, but. Oh, it's just me and you here. You can go ahead and say it. I mean, yeah. just several, <laughs> several million people are here, but you know, whatever, go ahead. I don't believe in God. I don't believe that there's a God that would create a reality that like this, Right. But let's just say for five minutes, I do. What Israel is doing is a crime against any God. What God would want this? What God? What what faith do you subscribe to where you feel like your higher power would be okay with what you're doing here on earth to innocent people? Do you think you're going to make it to the other side of this in a, in a good fat? Like, no. It is evil. It is evil. To the Ditto. fucking core. There, it is evil what they are doing every second of the day when you are depriving people of food and water and health care and children are getting their limbs amputated every hour without, without anesthesia. anesthesia. Women are having to have hysterectomies and losing their children. And literally they are giving hysterectomies to young women so that they could survive. They they're not going to be able to have kids. What people who did nothing wrong, people who have been subjected to a concentration camp in Gaza for years. Children who have been born into that and know nothing else. 
besides the reality that Israel has created for these innocent people, people who did nothing, whose lives are just by circumstance, it's just the circumstance of their lives. It's what they were born into. And now constant, constant. They have not stopped killing people since October 7th. Nothing on earth warrants what is happening in Gaza right now. Nothing. And while you and I disagree, and we've had this disagreement publicly and privately, while we disagree that Hamas is a terrorist organization, because to me, nothing screams terrorism more than what Israel is doing. Nothing screams terrorism more than what the United States is doing. And a group of people who are reacting to the reality that's been imposed on them by Israel, to me, that's not terrorists. Yeah, I think, you know, your point about the U.S. is well taken for me. I think one of the things that's very clear is that since 1972, I think at least 50 plus times the U.S. has, US has blocked from its seat on the United States United Nations Security Council resolutions critical of Israel since 1972. So this didn't start on October 7th, just so that we're clear. The U.S. and its unequivocal support of Israel has damaged um, efforts to stop the violence against Palestinian people. Um, it, it, it stopped um, an investigation into illegal Israeli settlements in the occupied West Bank built in 1967 and even calls for an investigation into the 1990 killing of seven Palestinian workers by a former Israeli soldier. And so just so that I'm clear, right, like, this isn't, this didn't start on October 7. Mm-hmm. This has been years of terror put upon the Palestinian people. And now we have in our face, very clearly communicated messaging coming from within the highest levels of the Israeli government, suggesting one trying to move the Palestinians somewhere else to build an island from them, some some man-made island in the middle of the ocean somewhere, which is ethnic cleansing, quite clearly. Let's be clear, it is ethnic cleansing to even suggest as much, particularly after you have displaced 85% of the civilian population. And so you you have people saying that directly and the U.S. continuing to say, oh, we're talking, we're, we're going to elevate it. They didn't do that with Putin. They condemned him as a murderer, as they should be condemning the governments of Israel for the indiscriminate murder and genocide against Palestinian people. And the only difference that I can see in my head is one, the geopolitical, the politics of it, the geopolitical politics of it, and I'm using air quotes here, and the proximity to whiteness between Ukrainians and Palestinians. Not to, not to mention, um, and I would offer, there are more than just Muslim people living that have been living peacefully in that region for hundreds of years. I also want to say that people have skewed this to be a war against Muslim people, people of a different faith. And this is my thing. I can believe in whatever higher power I want. It isn't my business to be involved in other people's religious beliefs, particularly when I don't understand it, trying to make it something that it's not for the sole purpose of trying to justify the murder of people. Several people did that. Need anyone need, need, if anyone needs any reminder, I'd invite you to go look at or look up a particular individual by the name of Adolf Hitler. 
Never again, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, listen. Yeah. I, I don't want, I, I want to also say there is true anti-Semitic people in this world. There are neo-Nazis in this world that really mean harm to Jewish people. But let's not confuse this. And let me say this very clearly. The government of Israel is not all Jewish people, much like Donald Trump wasn't all Americans. And I want to say that very clearly because I think it's another manipulative tactic that tries to circumvent the reality that is being a Palestinian under the constant threat of death by bomb. And, 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 and for those people saying, oh, Hamas is using them as human shields, which I think is absolutely absurd and ridiculous, is ridiculous. When you drop a 2,000 pound bomb, standing behind somebody won't protect you. When you drop any bomb on one of the most densely populated right. places on planet Earth, you're going to hit a civilian. A correct. At least a. I mean, it's just. I don't know which logical fallacy to point to because I feel like the Zionists are on top of every single one of them every time they open their mouths. Frankly, I know which one it is, though. Just I know which one it is. I'm gonna help you. Violent stupidity. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's just that covers all the bases there. But in regards to the 84 page ICJ filing by South Africa which I read multiple times, I condensed into a post. Um, and I shared, I shared this, that I had to, it took me a while to put this together. It took me a while to get through it because I have been covering from the aspect of reporting on what's happening in Gaza, obviously not from Gaza. And I want to just take a second to acknowledge those on the ground in Gaza who are putting their lives at risk every single day to report on the realities of what is happening there so that people like me and people like anybody listening to this can see for ourselves what is happening. They're documenting history. They're documenting a genocide. And we're watching it. And our response should be, we need to do something. We need to do something. And while I have been out of my house nearly every day, taking action in the streets and doing what I can. I've also spent a significant amount of time reporting on it for the so page so that it can reach people who perhaps are not as tuned in. <laughs> um, all of that to say, it took me a while to put this together. It took me a while to condense this because even as much as I've consumed of what is happening in Gaza. There are things in this report that just floored me. There are things in this report that had me sick to my stomach that I had to get up and walk around my apartment and leave my apartment to get fresh. Like it's just unimaginable, but I do want to highlight one part that knocked the wind out of me and made me cry. And it made me cry for hours. Um, And it is a 0.7 that South Africa highlighted the destruction of Palestinian life in Gaza. <laughs> I'm going to read it. I'm going to try to get through it because it is still to this moment. I get a stomach ache. It's Israel has damaged or destroyed countless bookshops, publishing houses, libraries, and hundreds of educational facilities. Israel has targeted every one of Gaza's four universities, has damaged and destroyed numerous centers of Palestinian learning and culture, an estimated 318 Muslim and Christian religious sites, 
along with its destruction of the physical monuments to the history and heritage of the Palestinians in Gaza, Israel has sought to destroy the very people who form and create that heritage. Gaza's celebrated journalists, teachers, intellectuals, and public figures, its doctors and nurses, its filmmakers, writers, and singers, the directors and deans of its universities, the heads of its hospitals, its eminent scientists, linguists, playwrights, novelists, artists, and musicians. Um, <laughs> they want to destroy Palestine. Israel yeah. wants to destroy Palestine. They want to destroy the history. They want to destroy the ability for life to go on. And the longer that this genocide continues, the more successful they're going to be in that. Yeah. I, I, um, I think if you haven't read South Africa's uh, filing, you want an, a, a very thorough read of what research they have done. I think it is an appropriate place to start. Um, in terms of, of what's next, um, so that the listeners know, so they're at the provisional measure stage. South Africa is not asking the court to rule definitively at this moment. What they are saying instead is for the, are asking or requesting instead is the ICJ to issue an order that would be similar to a preliminary injunction um, that would preserve the status quo. And so it would, it would be asking Israel to, to halt military actions, um, um, halt all military attacks. Again, I'm reading now, halt all military attacks and constitute or give rise to violations of the genocide convention, according to their court application. And then it also says cease killing and causing serious mental and bodily harm to Palestinian people in Gaza. And and then it also talks about the delivery of humanitarian aid. Listen, right? Like we're talking about the killing. We're talking about the murder. We're talking about the bombing. We're talking about the genocide. Let's not forget that to your point earlier, People are literally having limbs amputated without anesthesia and surgeries without anesthesia. Folks are literally being starved to death. Folks are literally getting sick because there's nowhere for them to go to the bathroom. They're literally getting sick because there's no clean water or potable water for them. And so when I think about what South Africa did, I can't think of a country more equipped to handle what has been clearly deemed by several humanitarian organizations, the most respected of them, apartheid, that has now clearly transitioned to genocide in a very horrific way. And I think we have some responsibility as American tax taxpayers and electing people that, that decide what to do with our tax, do tax dollars to speak up. Because otherwise, we will find ourselves in a position that we are no longer, well, I don't know that we were ever a, a moral compass at all. I think that <laughs> we will continue to show that we have no obligation um, to other human beings. We don't care enough to do something. We don't care enough to intervene. And, and at this point, this stuff is on Joe's desk. <laughs> Joe needs to act now. And to your point, it, it doesn't stop with him. But the person that can immediately do something is him. Stop circumventing the rules to expedite weapons to these people to drop on the Palestinians. Stop asking for emergency workarounds. Yep. Uh, worth mentioning on the topic of genocide Joe Biden, 
Uh, <laughs> if, <laughs> if the ICJ says this, this is, you are in violation, this needs to stop. If they say that, if that's what the ruling comes back as. And the United States continues to fund Israel and arm Israel, the United States or any other government, but specifically speaking about the United States right now, the U.S. will be condemned under Article 3, Paragraph E of the Genocide Convention, which criminalizes the complicity in genocide. The United States will be condemned by the International Court of Justice for being complicit in genocide if they continue to uphold Israel and its genocide in Gaza, I, for one, do not see a reality in which the United States does not continue to do that. Because as I think what Gen Z says, Israel's our little baby girl. Israel's our little baby. Of course, we're going to coddle it and feed it and make sure it's strong because we helped to create it. Joe Biden was screaming from the rafters couple decades ago about how if if they hadn't created Israel what I can't remember his exact quote but it was something like if we hadn't create our Israel was the greatest was the greatest uh 38 billion dollar investment the United States has ever made something to that effect um wow Joe Biden is a longtime Zionist um I don't, he said it himself. That's not me saying it. He has said that with his chest. Um, And the very people that he claims to be, oh, my roots are in Ireland. They said, shut the fuck up. We do not claim you. They said that as recently as last week. We do not claim you. Do not talk about us. Do not talk about your roots here. No. You are yeah. you are a slaughtering genocidal maniac just like Netanyahu. So that's yeah. on that. Yeah, I think I think there are implications for this election, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in one of our next podcast episodes. I think um as I close this episode, because I think we're right at the the wall of our time, I, I want to say the following. My heart goes out to every single person that is in fear for their life in Palestine and every single person that is under the threat of genocide that is that doesn't know if their entire families will be wiped out, if they will be killed. Um, I want to say a special thank you to the journalist on the ground capturing real time so that we can see the absolute truth about what's happening in Gaza. And, and let's not forget the West Bank and that the settlers there are also doing horrible things and killing people. Um, let's not also forget that Israel has approved additional settlements in the midst of this in violation of international law. Um, I also want to honor the medical professionals, the UN professionals, that all of which, all of those groups have lost people. And, and, and for, for the listener, I want you to think about one particular thing. This is a fact that I heard. More journalists have been killed in Gaza in three months than in the entirety of World War II. More people, more journalists have been killed in Gaza than in the Vietnam War, which lasted 20 years. So I just want to be very, very clear that we have put ourselves in a position and in a posture to look like fools 
for even supporting thing in the U.S., I mean, for even supporting any of this stuff. Because the truth of the matter is, is on its face, the facts, the facts all point to genocide. And so um, what's next? The court is going to determine if it's going to give this quote unquote, let's call it a preliminary injunction, or these provisional measures to protect the lives of innocent Palestinians. Um, and let's pray, think, hope, whatever you do, that the U.S. government will abide as an additional signatory, both the U.S. and Israel are signatories to the Genocide Convention and the International Court for Justice, that the U.S. government will come to its senses and stop funding it. So that's that's my closing thought. Yeah, I echo everything that you have said. Uh, and I do want to add on that if you are a Palestinian living in the U.S., Palestinian American living in the U.S., you also are in my thoughts because I cannot imagine, cannot imagine yep. what it must feel like to know that your tax dollars in this country are funding the genocide of your family back home. I can't, I can't fucking fathom it. How fucking disgusting. It is. And I think about that every day. And I think about... <laughs> I think about a lot of things, frankly. I think so strongly about how important it is. It doesn't matter if you haven't taken to the streets. It doesn't matter if you have done nothing up until this point. There is never a wrong time to speak out against shit when it's just morally and ethically against everything you stand for. And people are terrified to speak out in support of Palestine because there is a very well-funded and well-coordinated effort to shut people up. And it is coming from the Israel lobby. It is coming from crazy-ass Zionists. They want to shut you up so that they can keep control of the conversation. They tried to shut me up a couple years ago, and I wasn't standing for it. You do not need to be afraid to speak out against something that is wrong. The genocide in Gaza is fucking wrong. It is fucking evil. It is a crime against humanity. And to speak up in support of the Palestinian people in this moment is crucial. They need our support because our government is failing them and they're failing us. And if our government is not going to stand up for them, we need to. And we need to show them that they're not alone in this world. That there are people who see what is happening and we think it is fucking wrong and we do not agree with our government. And that is my closing thought. Well, as Dr. King would say, it's always the right time to do the right thing. And the right thing is standing up to end this slaughter of Palestinian people, this genocide, this unremarkable travesty against them. We'll catch you next time on our next episode. Jess, what are we talking about next time? Next episode, we are going to be talking about the moral failure of the Joe Biden administration and how that is going to play out in November. Oh, can we can we can we skip past November this year? <laughs> <laughs> we, but we're going to talk about it, and that's that's a promise. So, great. Well, talk to y'all next time. <laughs>